0: You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, December 18th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for joining me today. We had a rumor from Ken Rosenthal right off the bat here Uh, That there might be some steam, real steam behind the Twins uh, getting a shortstop this offseason and moving Jorge Polanco to either the utility role or to second base. Ken Rosenthal kind of speculates a little bit that the Twins could get a haul for Luis Rise, their second baseman, and move Polanco into that slot and trade or sign a, a shortstop. And uh, could be a one year stopgap like Trevor Story or Jorge Polanco, or excuse me, Trevor Story or Francisco Lindor, or it could be uh one year signing like Marcus Semien, Didi Gregorius, and Dalton Simmons. You could see that happening as well. I think I'm more in favor of pushing Polanco to that utility role and keeping Luis Araiz just because I think he's such a a key part of the future. But if they feel like they can get the right value for any of their players, they should be listening at all times, certainly. Um, There's no such thing as an untouchable prospect, untouchable player. Um, And if they feel like they get the right value or more value back for Luis Arise or for Jorge Polanco or for a trade for Francisco Lindor or Trevor Story. They should pull the trigger on that and do it. I'm, I'm all in favor. I just really like Luis Arise. I think we all do. Um, and you just kind of grow. These players grow on you, especially a guy like him with that energy and, and his just ability to get out of bed and hit and uh, the amazing numbers he's put up in two years thus far. Also, today we're going to talk about the eight new members of the minor league system, It's the first wave of St. Paul Saints. It looks like eight guys, uh, I think four pitchers and four position players. No, excuse me, five pitchers and uh, three position players. So that'll be fun to look at today. Going to break all of them down for you. Who has the most upside, I think? Who has the best fit with the Twins? Who has a real chance? Like when the Twins picked up Ray Adrianza and he became uh, a key part of the club, who has a chance to do that out of these eight? And there's some really exciting names in here, so I'm excited to break those down. But I think what's happened this offseason, as we go back to that report from Rosenthal, is you look at the Twins roster, and, and this has been said before, but there's just not a, a ton of ways for them to, you know, like last year was a good example of this. It seemed like their position player, position players were all set. You know, you had Rosario, Bucks, and Kepler across the outfield. You had Miguel Sano at third, Polanco at short, Arise at second. We knew they needed a first baseman. They non-tethered C.J. Crone. And they got creative, and that's what this whole shortstop thing is about. I know there's been a lot of steam about this in in recent weeks because – It's a way for them to get creative, and we've seen them do it before. They did it by moving Miguel Ceno to first base, filling that vacancy, and then signing Josh Donaldson and putting him at third. They can fill their utility vacancy by putting Polanco in there and then signing a shortstop to replace him at short. It's the exact same thing. It's It's a vacancy. You're moving one of your players into and signing a better guy for his position is what it is. So that's the opportunity here for the Twins. Um, and I think, you know, I, I do think we're going to see it happen. That's my prediction. I think we're going to see something happen. It's just too good of an opportunity, especially in this market, I think. And it's interesting with Semyon and Gregorius and Simmons because none of them want to go onto the market next year when Baez, Story, Lindor, Seeger, all these guys, Correa, they're all free agents next year, all these shortstops. I also think it, it, it brings up another interesting point that we'll talk about next week is the future of Royce Lewis has everything to do with this. If the Twins feel like Royce Lewis is a center fielder in the future, if they don't think he can stick at short and he's more likely to be a center fielder, you got two years left of Byron Buxton, including 2021. I see it very simply. If you want to trade Luis or rise and get a bunch of value back for him, you do that. You move Polacco to second. You go out and get one of those five amazing shortstops next year in free agency, and then you slot in Royce Lewis after Buxton to take over for him in center. I mean, I think that's a possible avenue here. That's where you take advantage of the market, too, where the Twins could get their face of their franchise, like Francisco Lindor, and just shock the world, or get a Trevor Story or Seager. One of these guys would be super exciting and so, so cool, and then Polanco's your utility guy, or excuse me, your second baseman, um, where he's much better defensively, I think, too, probably. So... There's a lot of different ways they can go. And, again, I think you're going to see something happen with the shortstop position. I mean, you're definitely going to see them at a shortstop. Whether it be a backup shortstop or a starting shortstop, that's the question here. Whether it be through a trade or free agency, that's another question. I'm excited to see what happens as we move forward here. It's December 18th. We're getting into uh, you know the holiday season, which means baseball is right around the corner. It's week 15 of the NFL, which also means baseball is right around the corner. So uh, we are getting closer. And with that, the St. Saint Paul Saints feel it coming too. The Twins make eight minor league signings. All of these guys assume to start at AAA, I would think and pitching for the Saints, which is exciting. So let's talk about these guys. I learned a lot about them looking uh, and researching them today. Left-handed pitcher Danny Coulomb, who we know, he pitched in two games for the Twins in 2020, scoreless two and two-thirds. He's a left-handed pitcher, 4.01 ERA, 23% strikeout rate, 10% walk rate in 136 games since 2016 in the majors. And his stuff is upper 80s, low 90s fastball. His slider in 2018, though, expected batting average 221 expected Woba 285 expected slugging percentage 363 and a 34 percent whiff rate so Coolum, the role I see for him is the third lefty potentially for the twins I'm going to talk about how I would see these guys breaking the major league roster and the easy answer is always injuries but Coulomb could be the third lefty behind Taylor Rogers and Caleb Theobar barring them going and getting Brad Hand who told Darren Doogie Wolfson that he would love to pitch for the twins free agent Brad Hand from Chaska Minnesota family still lives here but Coolum Barring something like that, could fill in as the third left-hander. Kind of a backup option for Theobar or Rogers should one go down or struggle. Another right-handed pitcher, Juan Manaya, 30-year-old from the Dominican Republic. He spent 11 seasons in the minors. Pitched for the White Sox for four years from 2016 to 2019. 125 games. Wasn't bad. 393 ERA, 25% strikeout rate, solid. Uh, about a 12% walk rate, not solid, but he's got a 93 to 95 mile an hour fastball with really solid spin. His changeup is elite. And I think that's the most interesting thing about him expected stats on that 2018 changeup. Expected batting average 138, Woba 157, slugging 171. And because of that, lefties in Manaya's career in 226 plate appearances have hit just 203 and slugged 385 because he's got such a good changeup. And with a solid fastball, you work on his command a little bit, maybe mix in a slider, and, and you're looking at a really good uh, bullpen arm there in Manaya Another bullpen arm, right-handed pitcher Derek Law. We talked about him on the show a few weeks back when we heard, we first heard, That he had uh, signed with the Twins on a minor league deal. We talked about his 2016 season with the Giants, where he was just phenomenal. 61 games, 2.13 ERA, 23% strikeout rate, only a 4.2% walk rate. And then I don't know what happened to him because since then, in 106 games, he's got a 525 ERA, 22% strikeout rate, and his walk rate jumped to 12%. So strikeout rate around the same, but walk rate jumped. 8% 8% from 4 to 12. 94-mile-an-hour um, fastball, pretty solid, and he's a decent ground ball pitcher as well. So Derek Law has a track record, and I think that makes him uh, quite intriguing as well. Also, this uh, his slider usage, 2016, it was at about 21%. 2017 dropped to 19%. But 2018 and 2019, 30% slider usage. And in 2018, expected batting average on that slider, 168 whiff rate. 50%. So I think the twins looked at Derek Law's slider and said, Ooh, we like sliders. Let's work with them. After this word from Built Bar, we'll talk about the other five who are also intriguing and exciting for different ways. Are you dreaming of a white Christmas? Introducing all new white chocolate bars while supplies last from Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The white chocolate cookies and cream, only 130 calories. You get 17 grams of protein in that bar and only 5 grams of sugar. The white chocolate salted caramel, also only 130 calories. And for a type 1 diabetic like me, that is huge. Not only are these bars delicious, but they're healthy. And you're going to get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased. I know that sounds like it's got a ton of sugar. It's only 7 grams. You get 25% off all products all weekend long. Go to BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get an extra percent off. Dream of a White Christmas with Bilt Bar. And I, I'm skeptical about protein bars, but I tried Bilt Bar, and they really are delicious. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and I recommend them highly as a, uh, a Bilt Bar lover now and as a type 1 diabetic telling you that these bars are healthy. Thanks again. Bilt Bar. So we get to the uh, position player side a little bit here with catcher Tomas Talese, a switch hitter, 29-year-old. He's been in the twin system. Um, he spent 12 seasons in the minors, and he's been great there at the point, hitting .297, .335 on base, .408 slugging percentage, uh, seven forty-three OPS, 59 home runs in the minors, 200 doubles. I mean, just huge numbers for Talese in the minors, 23 triples in almost 1,000 minor league games. Uh, 122 MLB games it just hasn't transferred over he's hit only 230 on bases in abysmal 267 and his OPS is 44 percent below league average uh, at a 56 OPS plus league and park adjusted he's got one home run in those 122 games he's got eight doubles and three triples and this year in the Venezuelan winter league is 19 for 52 hitting 365 right now in the winter league 421 on base, 481 second percentage. So Tomas Talis can hit everywhere except for the majors, and that's not to say that the majors is not a huge step up because it is, but I think he's intriguing just because these minor league stats are so strong. He just hasn't been able to transfer it to the major leagues as he kind of approaches 30, and it's time for him to, to show out, I think. And he spent 12 seasons in the minor leagues. You're just itching to get that chance, and maybe he's he hasn't gotten a good enough chance at 122 games, but Tomas Talis, the minor league numbers speak for themselves, and he's raking right now in the Venezuelan Winter League. Outfielder slash infielder Rob Snyder. he's a first baseman. He's played second base. He's played left. He's played right. He's 29 years old. Played 181 games with the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Rangers, so he's an American League guy. Only hit 217 on base 305. Slug just 297 with four home runs and 18 doubles in those 181 games. But in 2019, he showed his upside at triple A Louisville. 85 games. He hit 315 with an 877 OPS. Hit 10 home runs in 85 games. 21 doubles and two triples. Rob Ref Snyder, I think, is an interesting guy here for the Twins to potentially fill that Marwin role, And we'll talk about that in just one second. Another infielder we talked about him with Gabrielle Star of lockdown Red Sox last week. Shortstop slash infield, Su Wei Lin. He's a left-handed hitter. He's 26 years old. He's a Swiss Army knife. Shortstop second, outfield third. Played 101 games with the Red Sox. Hit just 223, but his walk rate's just under 10%, so gets on base, walks a little bit. He's got upside. In 2018 at AAA, he played in 68 games. He hit 307 on base up to 362. so showing that on-base ability. Hit five home runs, 20 doubles and two triples, and... Uh, you know, I think the twins I mentioned with Ibrahimza, a guy like this could just emerge as a utility player. Right-handed pitcher Luke Farrell, six foot six, twenty-nine-year-old relief pitcher was also signed. Since twenty eighteen with the Cubs and the Rangers, he's pitched in thirty-three games. He's got a four eighty-six ERA. A 524 fit, but a 27% strikeout rate. Too many walks at 11%. He's got a low 90s fastball. His slider in 2019, expected batting average 189, expected Woba 262, expected slugging percentage 382, and a 38% swing and miss rate on that slider. So you know the Twins love that, and also they like this. Luke Farrell ranked in the 85th percentile for fastball spin in 2018. So... There's some stuff to like here from an analytical perspective with Luke Farrell. He's also six foot six. I love that um, as well. Right-handed pitcher Glenn Sparkman pitched with the Royals in 2019, 23 starts, uh, so it was like in their rotation. The rotation was brutal if you remember in 2019. 6.02 ERA, 5.93 FIP. Really, strikeouts weren't there, 13% and a 7% walk rate, just bad. And against the Twins in 2019, this is kind of true for every pitcher in the division, but pitched 25 and two-thirds, gave up 28 hits, walked nine, gave up five home runs to the Twins, and 17 earned runs. Uh, mid-90s fastball, he upped his slider usage big time in a small sample in 2020, and it, it didn't work out for him in that small sample. But Glenn Sparkman has been around. He's got that major league experience, pitching exclusively in the Royals rotation in 2019 um, with them. Also, I think he came out of the bullpen a a couple times as well. So I rank these by most intriguing. Uh, Juan Minaya, I think, is one, just because he does have that experience with the White Sox. His changeup, I think, is really, really interesting. And if you can get him a third pitch like a slider to beat righties and and get that fastball working a little bit better for less walks, he's got a 25% strikeout rate. Really like Juan Manaya here. I know he's on the back end and, and you've got to pull it out late, but I really like him. Luke Farrell, I mentioned, love the size. He's got that progressing slider. He's got the spin on the fastball. I think there's a lot to like with him. Zhu Wei Lin, uh, kind of from a fit perspective, he's shown his bat skills. The Twins need utility depth, certainly, guys, to bring up in case of an injury to a rise or Donaldson or, or a utility player that they end up signing in free agency or trading for, pushing Polacco to that role potentially. Danny Coolum, I have at five. He could be the third lefty after Theobar, so he kind of slots in nicely. Tomas Talise, I have at six. Might be too low because his minor league stats are so good, but the twins have two great big league catchers in Mitch Garver and Ryan Jeffers already on the club. Derek Law, I have at seven. He's been really good before, but the Walks have been a problem for years and Um, you know, maybe the Twins can fix him and get him back to 2016 form. Glenn Sparkman I have at 8 just because he got beat up so badly in 2019. He's going to take some big adjustments to get him right. And the strikeout upside just wasn't there either in his uh, last full sample. So thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins will be back on Monday again starting next week, three days a week as we get into the dog days of the offseason. But, again, if there's a signing, if there's a trade for the Twins, we'll jump on it, or a trade signing in the division that we think is worth talking about. I'll break it down with you. Thanks for listening today. I hope you know more about these eight guys that are potentially St. Paul Saints or maybe Minnesota Twins on opening day in 2021. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.